We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. The weekend of football, what did it tell you? I think it told uh, many of us that uh, anybody could beat anybody. How are we looking there? Saw Seattle go down. So you had, uh, look, uh, numerous teams over the weekend. Uh, Baltimore ends up beating Indianapolis. Indianapolis looked terrible. The Bears fall yet again. This time they fell to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, You've got Seattle. They ended up uh, going down to uh, Buffalo. So uh, obviously the Minnesota Vikings, uh, they ended up knocking Matthew Stafford out of the game, and they go on to victory as Dalvin Cook ran wild. You know, you saw Tampa Bay lose last night in ugly fashion to the Saints. So a lot over the weekend to kind of nosh on a little bit. Uh, Ian Rappaport saying the Packers made a run, obviously, at Texans wide receiver uh, Will Fuller this past week, but that wasn't the only standout that they offered as far as a mid-round pick for. Uh, Sources say they also attempted to trade for the Giants defensive tackle Dave Tomlinson, though the Giants resisted dealing the captain even though he's in the final year of his deal. So the Packers trying to get the huge, or excuse me, the, uh, the, the, the Giants defensive tackle, Dalvin Tomlinson, and it just didn't work out. They couldn't complete the deal for Fuller or for Tomlinson. And we had an email a little bit earlier uh, from, I think it was Elsie, if I remember correctly, in the first hour of the program, who said it's great to hear the Green Bay Packers are actually involved in some of these deals, but doesn't it feel like the CC Sabathia deal with the Minnesota, or, uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers? And she was right. It does because, you know, remember the Brewers offered CC Sabathia money to stay. It was like $100 million. It was the biggest offer in franchise history, but the bottom line was you knew he wasn't staying for that. Is it? Is it? it it's a... It's a genuine offer if, if he decides to say yes and take it, but you know he's not going to. It's kind of like when you invite somebody to a party that you really don't want to attend, but you know they're going to turn it down, so you invite them anyway just to say, well, we invited you, you know, that type of thing. I think we've all done that at one point or another. Um, it, it's the same thing. It's, it's great to go after these people, but if you know you're not going to be able to get them, if this is all you're going to offer, and you know the value is what you're offering is far under the value of the, the player you're getting in return, is it is it kind of hollow, so to speak? 
So, I mean, through eight weeks, Tomlinson ranks as the 15th best defensive lineman in terms of overall grade of pro football focus. He has 13 total pressures, 20 stops for tackling uh, the constituting of a failure of, of the offense, so to speak, and over 351 snaps. Tomlinson has been one of the most consistent defensive linemen in football since he entered the NFL. He has produced a season grade of at least 75 or more in all four seasons, especially with good grades against the run, something, by the way, the Green Bay Packers need to bolster so you know it's it, it's it's great to hear and i've said this look i just want to hear the packers voice out there a little bit more but i think what we're getting a sense of is yeah they're going after a few players but are they really serious with the offers that they're throwing out there are they willing to really sweeten the pot and say okay we're trying to push some chips to the middle of the table 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. Are you really looking at going, you know, yeah, we want to do this. We want to push some chips to the middle of the table. Or do you think that they're just, they're out there kicking tires, but they're not serious about pulling the trigger? Give me the thoughts on your team. 855-830-8648. Again, 855-830-8648. A beautiful weekend, not only to uh, watch some football, but just to do things in general. And uh, hopefully uh, you learned a little bit about the NFC specifically this past weekend. Uh, Rick says any given Sunday, uh, damn straight. Uh, He said, uh, uh, John says, after last night I learned not to fret over a loss because on any given Sunday you can see what's happening throughout all of football. Um, this is another one from uh, Peter who says the NFL least Cowboys, Giants, Redskins, and Eagles all suck. Uh, Les says, as the old saying goes, I think anybody can beat anybody. This is the way the NFL is. Uh, the NFL, or excuse me, uh, the NFC is going to be a crapshoot. Every team is beatable and every team can win. The Green Bay Packers have a legit shot. Is that, is that kind of the mantra you walked away with this weekend? Is that what you're kind of looking at now, thinking, okay, look, what I saw this weekend gives me maybe more hope for the Green Bay Packers, specifically after listening to what David Bakhtiari had to say in the last hour about, you know, he believes it's a Super Bowl caliber team. You, when he, he pointed out a lot of positives, and he is 100% correct. I've said this all along. When you look at the NFL, you don't necessarily look at how many pro bowlers you have because you do need them, okay, obviously. But I think what I look at more so than anything is what is your weakest link? Because you are only in the NFL as good as your weakest link. And what are the weak links on the Green Bay Packers? And I think what has been discussed more often than not is they just need some additional run support. That's been it. That's been it. If if they can shore that up, uh, a little more pressure on the quarterback, whether it's something that they do to manipulate via Mike Pettin, or it's something that they do as far as personnel upgrades, that's it. Because we know the secondary is good when healthy, right? Sure. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. Mark says, uh, when you asked what we did this weekend, I watched a lot of football, but I also put up the Christmas decorations. I saw your post over on Facebook. Uh, I posted it last week. I said, look, it's 70, 72 degrees outside, November 6th, which goes back to last Friday, okay, when I posted this up. Uh, not even Thanksgiving yet, Lambeau Field getting its Christmas decorations out. I said, I just can't. In this year of COVID, at what point do you pull out the Christmas decorations? 
I was surprised at how many friends of mine said, you know what, it beats doing it in the freezing cold. So I had a buddy of mine put up all his Christmas lights with his kids yesterday and lit them up for like 30 seconds. Looked around, yep, they all work, and he said, I'm not turning them back on until after Thanksgiving. But many of you um, took the opportunity outside uh, putting up the Christmas lights. Uh, our buddy Fuzz says it beats putting them up in 25 degrees and wind. Um, Mike says, I'm just going to take advantage of the warm weather and put my outdoor stuff up tomorrow. Why wait till it's below zero? I, look, I get it. But when it comes to overall Christmas decorations, I can't put them up yet. I just can't. I'm sorry. I just can't. I can't, I can't start wrapping my head around it just yet. Um, Marcy says, do you think it's an unfair advantage for some teams to have fans in the stands versus other teams like the Packers who do not? Um, that's a great question. I think even Aaron Rodgers has stated, even going into stadiums where they are not, um, the home team. And obviously there are fans in the stands, even though they're getting booed or whatever, you know, he said, look, they prefer that. They like that. I, I think, I think players much like you know, coaches and, and, and organizations, they want fans in the stands. It doesn't matter. I don't know when the Packers are going to put fans in the stands, to be quite honest with you. I don't know at what point they're going to do it. Uh, they talked about the first couple of games, and now this upcoming game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, no fans in the stands yet. Maybe they bring them back in for that Sunday night game at the end of November. Because remember, they go um, this week they're uh, taking on Jacksonville. The following week, they're taking on Indianapolis in Indy. And by the way, that game, breaking news on the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network, breaking news is they just flexed that game. It is no longer a noon kickoff. It is now a 325 start against the Indianapolis Colts. And breaking news in the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network brought to you by uh, our good friends at Mercedes-Benz Vans. So there you go. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they uh, they ended up. Uh, flexing that game. And then on uh, Sunday, November 29th would be the next opportunity, and that would be against the Bears. And then the Eagles follow it up the week after that on Sunday, December 6th. So I don't know um, if the Packers are going to have fans in the stands. you got to remember uh, the state of Wisconsin is right now one of the hot spots in the country for the pandemic. I, I don't know what to make of all of this. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into this uh, too heavily, but I, I think that there's a lot of things going on right now. I just I, I, I wish I had a better answer for you because I just don't know. I'd like to sit here and tell you that, yeah, they should go ahead and have fans in the stands and everybody remains smart. But look what happened down in Notre Dame. They put fans in the stands. They limited. They did everything right. And then after the game, the fans came piling out onto the field. <laughs> Nobody was social distancing. You know, they weren't, they, they, they didn't care. They knocked off Clemson, you know? So, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe they need to save us from ourselves, or maybe we just need to say to hell with it. I, I, I couldn't honestly tell you. It is what it is. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. The Packers in on the deal uh, for Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, but they didn't pull the uh, pull the trigger. And are you upset that you keep hearing about the Packers? I, I, for one, am glad that I'm hearing the Packers' voice in some of these deals, some of these players that are out there on the market. I, I'm glad that they're kicking the tires. I just – I think I'm like a lot of you. I, I just – I want to see – I, I want to see a deal. You know, as David Pactiari said, look, it doesn't guarantee you anything. 
But what it does, one, it bolsters your locker room if indeed you pull the trigger and bring in somebody that's good and of good quality. As, and it also lets your locker room know that you they believe in you. They believe that you can win and you can go for it. 855-830-8648. Hey, speaking of going for it, coming up this Thursday, it's the Bill Michaels Huddle. It's back again Thursday night, back to our traditional time, 6 to 8 this Thursday night. And it's brought to you by our good friends over there at Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. The five-step filtration process that ensures a cleaner finish. No lingering aftertaste and only 100 calories. Go to BudLight.com. That is BudLight.com for all that they have to offer. But uh, looking forward to the Bill Michaels Huddle being back again on Thursday night. All right, let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Are you glad that you're hearing the Packers being tossed around their name a little bit more with some of these possible deals, but are you becoming increasingly frustrated that the deals are not getting done? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Michael Show, we continue on. We are glad you are here. Hopefully you're enjoying your day on this Monday as the weather is a little breezy, but boy, it's nice out and it's enjoy it because this is probably going to be the last time we may see 60s and 70s probably until next year. I, I got I to gotta think at some point our luck comes to an end, right? You would You would assume, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm certainly hopeful. I mean, I have had a chance at time, uh, God, going back maybe a few years, three, five years, something like that. Remember when it was really warm in December? I actually played some golf in December once. So it's not out of the realm of possibility, but but you start to really just grasp and hang on to some of these finer days out there. 855-830-8648. When you think about the Green Bay Packers, and uh, the reports that were out there that they went after Will Fuller, didn't get Will Fuller. They went after the Giants, uh, the defensive lineman Dalvin Tomlinson. They went after him. They were at least rumored to be in the discussion. But uh, you're hearing the Packers' name being bandied about, but you're not seeing any results when it comes to actual deals being made. So are you glad that the Packers are kicking the tires, or are you upset that the Packers aren't pulling the trigger to bring in some of these players that you believe could help? Now, much like Fuller, Tomlinson is in the last year his deal. So he's ready to hit the open market. So, again, you're talking about the possibility of a rental player. Packers talking about a mid-round pick as to whether or not they would have pulled the deal on this. Um, you know, and the Giants wanted more than that, and they didn't get it. So are you disappointed? Are you disappointed the Packers are not pulling the trigger on these deals, or are you glad the Packers are just out there kicking the tires? 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. Uh, Zachary writes, whenever I think about the Packers at the trade deadline and hearing that they tried to do something, it's basically the same thing as participation trophies you give to your child. Way to go, buddy. At least you did your best. But did they really? Are they really doing their best? 
when you're talking about that? Uh, it's always the con- it's always that we're in the conversation or made an attempt. Green Bay very rarely closes the deal on moves like this, from Moss, Tony Gonzalez, Lynch, Robbie Anderson to Fuller and Tomlinson this year. It just never happens, and most likely will be another January playoff exit. Uh, this is from Gino. Gino writes in the Wendy's email inbox. Uh, he says, uh, hey, guys, the same old blank from the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, let's go kick the tires. We'll see what we can possibly get or at least drive the value up for another player so we don't get him. We'll never pull the trigger. Brian Gutekinds is asleep at the wheel. He's put together a decent team. We'll never put together a great team because we're sitting on the laurels of a guy that can't even play yet. Uh, this is the same old, same old from the Green Bay Packers. This is the reason I gave up my season tickets a couple of years back. They are frustrating and will never, ever do anything to be better than just average. Well, they're better than average, though. It's not about being better than average. It's about being a championship contender. So I'll defend the Packers in that regard. 855-830-8648. Gabe writes in the Winnie's email inbox, um, I'm glad to hear my team out there at least asking. Ted Thompson was asleep at the wheel. Brian Gutekinds, he's at least driving the vehicle. The problem is he doesn't have the window down, and he's not yelling out to anybody to let's make a deal. He's just holding up his credit card along the way, and people are nodding and saying maybe for a little bit more off of your, off of your credit card, and he's then putting it back in his wallet. It'll never happen. Mark Murphy is the problem. He's not forcing these guys to get better. He's, uh, he, he's absolving them from being just above mediocre. Uh, 855-830-8648. Uh, why can't people, this is from Buck. Buck says, why can't people just be happy with the team that's competitive year in and year out? Because at some point the light will shine upon us and we should win another championship, correct? That's an opti- optimistic way of looking at things. Right? I mean, I, I don't know what else to say to that. <laughs> I mean, if you're not going for it, what are you doing? You know? If you're not going for it, are you prepping for next season? You have to be. Now, this is the reason Ron Wolf uh, years ago, had said he wanted to get out of the general manager business because he got tired of going down the hall and asking what he could and couldn't spend and what the viability of the team was going to be years down the road. You have a responsibility to make sure that your franchise is suitable for com- competition year in and year out. Yes. But at what point do you look at your talent and go, you know what, the NFC is pretty equal. If we hedge our bets in a couple of different areas, we get a little bit better. Yeah, I think that uh, we then become a true. We, we, we raise our percentage level of getting to a Super Bowl. Isn't that what it's all about? Uh, Grandpa Gone Wild on Twitter says the Packers seem to kick the tires every year. I think it's to appease the fans more so than anything, more than to make a move. Uh, but we are on to them now. Cody tweets, not good enough. They're doing what every husband does when their wife wants to buy something they don't need. Go look at them and make her happy with no intention of buying it. Uh, Jake says, for everyone mad about not bringing in someone, look at what happened to Seattle. Gave up for Adams, a huge sacrifice for one player. I don't think you could be mad if the organization sticks with their standard. Taft Breath says uh, the whole NFC is up for grabs. Just make a damn move. Uh, Out of Step Charlie says just because the NFC is bad doesn't mean that the Packers are good and need to make a move. So, you know, I mean, 
the consensus seems to be that, yeah, we're glad you're talking, but until you actually do something, it's same old, same old, I guess. I'm, I, look, I'm happy the Packers are in on some of these deals or at least kicking the tires and are looking to get better, but you're also looking to get better at the right price. And, and you're right about Snacks Harrison and company, and they made the deal for Dunlap. And they brought him in. I completely agree with you. Whether this was just a bad game, uh, I mean, look, you wonder what that game would be like defensively if you didn't turn the ball over. Russell Wilson turned the ball over four times. Two picks, two fumbles. It was a terrible game from the offensive side. So if they don't turn the ball over and you allow the defense to do what they do with the new personnel, do they win that game against a good Buffalo team in Buffalo? Give credit to Buffalo for creating the turnovers to begin with, right? Of course. But I I, I understand it. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. Uh, this is from Tom. Tom writes and says, guys, the NFC is completely up for grabs. Why not make a move, even if it gets you a little better or adds a guy to the rotation? At this point, you can't help but depend on injuries, luck, and health to overcome what the problems are in the NFC. I don't necessarily understand that, uh, unless you're talking about your own team, because there's injuries throughout the rest of the NFC. Uh, he says, I think the Packers are as good as anybody, but why aren't they doing something to make themselves just a little bit better? A little bit better is better than where you stand today. If you're not trying to get better in the NFL, then you are stagnant and getting worse. People will eventually catch on to you. This is going to be an interesting offseason with all the guys that are up for grabs, but damn it, do something now because you know damn well this is not going to be the same team going into next season. That's why you have to go for it. Appreciate the email. Good stuff. I, I've been saying that for a while. If you know, if you don't think David Bakhtiari's coming back, if you don't think you're going to be retaining the likes of Aaron Jones, you know, if, you, if you're not doing any of that, come on. Come on, what are you doing? You know? This is a team that, look, you beat New Orleans. New Orleans just beat the hell out of Tampa Bay. Maybe the matchups are just there. Okay? I get it. Maybe just one team you don't match up well with, much like last year against the San Francisco 49ers. You just didn't match up well with them. They had the ability to do certain things that you just couldn't defend against. Or maybe they had the ability to match up better with your offensive line and therefore get after the get after the quarterback a little bit more so than you did last season and the ability to stop the run. I mean, it was just a it was a it was a recipe for a loss. And you took two of them. Maybe that's what New Orleans has over Tampa Bay, and because you beat New Orleans, that becomes your signature win. Yes. But I, I agree, if you can do something to hedge your bets a little bit, then that's where the frustration lies because a lot of Packers fans say, look, if the NFC is this wide open, then damn it, make a deal. Try to hedge your bets a little bit. Uh, remember Billy Sims, three-time Pro Bowl running back for the Detroit Lions, Heisman Trophy winner as well. He's got, uh, he's got some barbecue out. He's got some restaurants now. He's doing some things, and he's going to join us. We're going to talk with Billy Sims about all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Life in the NFL, COVID, restaurants, all that kind of stuff. He's going to join us. That is coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Let the good times roll. And I want these words to make things right. But it's the wrongs that make the words come to life. But who does he think he is? If that's the worst you got, but 
Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. We are on the air. We are glad you are with us. This portion of the program being brought to you by our good friends at Schulze Family Farms Beef. Look, uh, you've, you're still grilling out. You're still grilling out. Even though some of you started to pack away that grill, I'm sure a few of you got it out. And if you're getting ready for the, uh, the, the fall and the winter, so to speak, with hearty soups and stews or chili recipes, uh, look, uh, they've got the meats for you. Great for a weekend dinner or a weeknight dinner before the big game. Make sure to go to their Facebook page for some great recipes like chili con carne and so much more. And uh, all throughout this month, they've got Instapot dinners complete with seasonings. You can order your quality Wisconsin pasture-raised beef and meat Right there online. And, and they've got curated gift boxes. Or you can just kind of create your own. You can sign up as well for a monthly subscription. And it's packed and dry ice shipped right to your doorstep in just a couple of days. And with COVID cases rising throughout the state, we know that uh, you don't want to go out nearly as much as maybe to the grocery store or such as you probably have in the past. So go ahead and place your order. Also, pre-holiday orders going on right now for tenderloins and prime rib roasts and such. Uh, they sell out fast. Every order in November includes a free bottle of the award-winning Fox Brothers Smokehouse and Eatery Barbecue Sauce, a gift box idea as well, or a gift certificate. Great uh, for all the uh, meat lovers during the holidays. So many different things you can do. Just go to Schulze, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. That is SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. Again, SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. We'll be talking uh, hopefully here shortly. Uh, Billy Sims going to be joining us. Uh, also, hey, uh, an update, and uh, this is some good news. The Badgers appear right now uh, to be ready to play football this weekend. That's some good news. They're, uh, they began their regular game week preparation today. They have five active COVID cases. Okay, uh, remember they had 12 athletes at one point that had tested positive. They just have two right now, three staff members. Zero positive cases five of the last six days. So that's good news right now for uh, the Wisconsin Badgers. Really good news right now. So uh, hopefully they can get back uh, and get back to playing football. They wrap their arms around this thing and, uh, and, and are able to get back on the football field. Cross your, cross your fingers if you want to see some college football. 855-830-8648, Give us a shout. Uh, Joe listening to us in Pashtigo up there at uh, listening to us on the mighty WMAM. Joe, how you doing today, man? What's going on? I'm doing fantastic, Bill. Thanks for taking the call. Love the show. Thank but, you. Uh, I think a lot of people are kind of missing the big picture with, this, the, with, with these strange times that we have going on. That the Packers probably aren't going to make a move because it's no different than a car dealership or a grocery store or anything. If they're going to add an item, that item's got to make them more profitable. And and in these times, I don't think that there's anything out there that's going to make them more profitable or make them that much better, for a lack of a better term. The only thing that makes them more more profitable by far would be as if they won a championship. Because the year after you win a championship, things go crazy and you really start to see the money start to roll in marketing-wise. So if you can hedge your bets and win a championship, the money then begins to roll in and it really does increase the value of your franchise in the immediacy. So I agree with you. It, it doesn't – because you're not getting fans in the stands and all that kind of stuff, I understand that. But if you really win – if you go out and win a championship, it does, plus not to mention the postseason money after the first couple of games, it does hedge your bets towards maybe getting more money down the road. You know what I mean? I, I agree, but 
I don't really personally think that they're that far from, from a championship team as we speak. So that's a good point. So you would ask yourself then, if you don't think you're that far from being a championship, do you add a piece that's going to help you get better, or do you stand pat because everybody else is on equal playing field? That, that's exactly my point. Yeah. Appreciate the phone call. Good stuff. It's one of those things. It's a question. It's a legitimate question you ask yourself. Do you give anything up to get better to hedge your bets towards being deep into the postseason? Or or do you look at this and go, everybody else is kind of on equal playing you know, field. Why do we have to make a move? Save what we have for the future and just roll the dice on what you have right now since everybody is kind of on equal footing. So philosophically speaking, if you were the general manager, if you were the general manager and you had to look at what was coming up next year and a couple of years down the road, and if you also had to look at the here and the now, what are you doing? What are you doing? 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. What are you doing? Because if you're if you're thinking why aren't they making a deal? Why isn't Brian Coos making Brian Gutekunst making this team better? Then you're probably of the ilk. I'm going to go out and make a deal. I'm going to go out and get something done right here, right now. Right here, right now, get it done. But if you're thinking to yourself, nah, everybody else is kind of the same, then you're probably much like the Packers right now, going, I'm not giving up the future. I'm not giving up draft picks. I'm not only going to have my team do everything they can on the field to to win a championship and we'll let the chips fall where they may, but then I'm still going to have my money and my stockpile of draft picks going into next season. I'm a real big believer of if the brass ring is there and you have a, a chance to take an additional step up the ladder to grab it, you grab it. You know why? Because it doesn't come around that, that often. And if everybody else is – if the top four or five teams – in the NFC, are somewhat mediocre. Okay, now think about this. And I'm not saying mediocre in the sense of they're all none of them are good. What I'm saying is, is if you've got the top, say, four or five teams in the NFC, Seattle at 6-2, and two, New Orleans at 6-2, and two, Tampa Bay at 6-3, and three, Packers at 6-2. and two. If I'm looking at the top three or four or five teams in the NFC, And I don't even think Arizona, because uh, uh, Jesse just says, what about the Arizona Cardinals at 5-3? and three? I, As much as I like them, I don't think they're ready to go just yet. I, th- I would have more belief in the Rams than I would in the Cardinals, only for the fact that the Rams are only a year removed from a, 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 you know the postseason and going to a Super Bowl. I believe in the Rams more in that ability. I think Kyler Murray and, and, and that team is very good, and I think they're going to be a team to be contending for the next few years, without a doubt. But I just don't think they're just ready yet. But I would say Seattle, um, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Green Bay. Uh, Marv says, what about the Vikings now that they're starting to win? I don't think the Vikings – the Vikings could eke into the postseason, but I don't necessarily believe that the Vikings are that team that's ready to fall. Although, you know what? Hey, if you can run the ball – Late in the season, and if you got a defense that can stop somebody, although the Vikings necessarily don't have that defense the way they used to have that defense with Xavier Rhodes and company, 
Um, and you've lost, obviously, Danell Hunter for the season, and Anthony Barr is, is out, and I mean, you've had a lot of injuries. I don't think they have the defense to support the offense, and I don't think they have enough offense. Dalvin Cook is a tremendous story, but if you can, if anybody in the NFC can stop the run, you're going to beat Kirk Cousins. So I don't have the belief in Minnesota, and I certainly don't have the belief at a 5-4 and four Chicago Bears team who is and 2-4 in their last six games. I just don't believe in them either. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. I would be more apt to believe in the Cardinals than I would be in the Chicago Bears. And I don't have 100% belief in the Cardinals. The Rams, I'd put them into that upper echelon. But if you look at these teams, my point being, if you look at Seattle, you see a flaw. If you look at New Orleans, they've beaten New Orleans. If you look at Tampa Bay, you see a flaw. You know? There's nobody. If I had to put the upper echelon of the NFC together, I'd almost say New Orleans at this point because they've beaten Tampa Bay twice now. The first game of the season, and then they just drilled them again last night. Now, there was a lot of mistakes Tampa Bay kind of committed themselves, but I would still say that I would say Tampa Bay is probably – either number two or number three, Seattle right there, then the Green Bay Packers. Packers out of that echelon, out of New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Seattle, Green Bay. I'd probably put the Packers at number four. Now, they're all a sliver away from one another, but if you make me put them into a list, that's the way I would do it. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. But it's a good, it's a good question from Joe. If you're close and you're on the same level as everybody else, why make a move? Because you're on the same level. Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Get a hold of Sean and the gang. They're looking for some help as well. If you're looking for a job, he can help you out. Who knows? Maybe full-time or part-time. Go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That's epoxyflooringdoneright.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers are getting ready to host the Jaguars this week. Green Bay with a record of 6-2 and two atop the NFC North. The Bears losing yesterday to the Titans. They're 5-4. and four. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers talked about that 52-yard touchdown pass to Marquez Valdez-Scantling in the win over the 49ers. That play came up, and, and I was kind of like, I don't know, you know. Uh, Marquez, what do you think? He's like, oh, yeah. And just that confidence... <laughs> I literally, I jogged back on the field. I'm thinking, I'm probably going to throw a touchdown to Marquez on this one. The Jaguars lost a close one at home yesterday, 27-25 to the Texans. Rookie Jake Luton got the start at quarterback for Gardner Minshew, who's been dealing with a fractured thumb. Uh, it felt really good to get out there. You know, I felt like we played really hard, and, and I'm really proud of how we played. I wish we could have, you know, finished it off. The Jaguars fell to 1-7, and seven, and Zadarius Smith talked about last week's win over the 49ers after losing to them twice last year. They did have a lot of injuries, man, and, and that, that's a great football team. Uh, give it to them, man. Uh, it's just this week we worked hard because we knew what we was going after, man, and uh, we got it done. As Packers linebacker Zadarius Smith in Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back to the program. Um, 
At some point, I want to get into this a little bit. I had a parent, uh, and I know that right now you've got a lot of high school sports, and specifically uh, football, culminating throughout the state. Interesting decision made in Franklin, and uh, I, I do want to kind of bring that up. Uh, I had some parents reach out and just say, "What, what, what the heck?" You know. So, um, and I've been trying to kind of get to the bottom of this, but uh, I just think it's interesting. Uh, and look, COVID has interrupted so much completely understand it and uh but i want to want you to kind of listen to one parent's plea um because they are completely befuddled at this point about some of the things going on in high school athletics hey coming up after the top of the hour timing is everything jesse temple covering the badgers for the athletic we're going to talk with jesse um the badgers are now back practicing they only have two of their student-athletes actually in COVID protocol. Everybody else has tested negative, and, which is great. And it looks like they are going to be the feature game coming up this weekend as the Badgers get back on the field, at least cross your fingers, knock on wood right now, back on the field to take on the Michigan Wolverines. So a uh, big one coming up. We're going to talk with Jesse Temple about that. Also, Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette going to join us here at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk with him about um, – uh, about this Green Bay Packers team and what we witnessed more so yesterday. What we witnessed more so yesterday. So uh, we'll get into that discussion. Also, Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider, is going to uh, join us in the last hour of the program. Uh, I know that there was uh, – some of you uh, – look, anytime Notre Dame comes up regarding anything, people take offense to it. So I, I'm kind of past the Golden Domers getting mad about something. I really don't care. Uh, but there was a memo that was put out, and I retweeted it. And it was Darren Ravel, actually, that put it out there. All I did was retweet his stuff. But I just put it in there that, you know, the argument that Notre Dame, basically, uh, Darren Ravel wrote, this is like a coach saying it was all the players' fault. If you didn't want fans on the field, then why didn't you attempt to have security uh, there more of a presence? Notre Dame showed that they didn't care by how easily this happened when you talk about uh, fans storming the field. Own up to the shortcomings and don't pass the blame. And Notre Dame, basically, their staff and, and, and president blaming the students. Saying, well, you know, basically, how dare you? Well, wait a minute. Don't say how dare you. you you're the one that they shouldn't be doing it to begin with. Okay, I understand that. Storming the field has been something, though, that has been college tradition for big games for a very, very long time. But uh, because we are now even more concerned about the potential for what they call the contagious uh, virus in your home communities and such, they're basically blaming the students for not for having reckless abandon when it comes to storming the field. Furthermore, you may not have South Bend area until you receive uh, the results of your exit test. They're talking about students possibly going home for Thanksgiving, and they're blaming the students, basically saying you're not allowed back in the area. If, you, if you've tested positive, you don't have a test that says you're negative, you're not coming back. Really? Wow, okay. I think you might want to just, you know, maybe make it a little less easy to jump on the field and get near the student-athletes, but it is what it is, I guess. But nevertheless, uh, we brought that up as well. As some of uh, the Golden Domers have taken offense to the fact that the president is blaming them, and on the other hand, uh, others are saying, you can't be this stupid. You're you're a level of, uh, uh, of cut above, of higher institution, of education. And instead, you're blaming everybody. I, okay, whatever. Um, so there you have it. 
So that's that's uh, that's what's going on at Notre Dame. They did get a win. Give them credit. They knocked off Clemson. But still, come on. It is what it is. Uh, this is from Mike who said it makes them look even more inept, talking about the Green Bay Packers, so they admit they need additional pieces but unable or unwilling to make the moves. This is the problem with Green Bay. Uh, this is from Addison who writes in a Wendy's email inbox and says, I really like the fact that the Packers are talking to everybody. The problem is they're not getting the wallet out. Going to a restaurant, looking at the menu, and then walking away and not buying anything or even pulling your wallet out is the equivalent of walking in, sniffing the food, and leaving. When you know you're not going to buy something, who cares? Don't make the phone call and don't waste anybody else's time. And don't get our fans excited about the possibility of you making the deal. It's the same old, same old from the Green Bay Packers. Move on. Nothing to see here. One and done in the postseason. Uh, there you go. And that's from Addison. Addison, appreciate the email. So coming up after the top of the hour, Jesse Temple is going to be joining us, covering the Badgers for the Athletic. And we're going to talk with Jesse about uh, this Badgers team as they now get ready for the Michigan Wolverines. Only two athletes right now testing positive for COVID. Everybody else has been cleaned up, so to speak. They still have five staff members, but uh, everything else has been cleaned up, and they've been able to wrap their arms around this issue. And hopefully, they continue to do so as they're allowed to get back on the fo- uh, play or back on the uh, football field playing football. They started practicing today as if it was their game week, which it is. But that's the good news, is that they're back to practicing. So we'll talk more about that coming up after the top of the hour. Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, bottom of the hour. And uh, we're hoping to talk with uh, Billy Sims coming up here in about 25 minutes. Stay tuned for that. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up. And brought to you by our good friends over there at Quick Trip. Quick Trip, they've got those take, heat, and eat meals right now, just like mom would make. Stop into your local Quick Trip, grab one. They are oh so good. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. In Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.